Okay, so we're going to get into the disinfectant talk to, to get that out of the way before we get into opening up. But before we do that, um, we're going to get into uh, <laughs> we're going to get into <laughs> disinfectants. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, and then we will we will go into reopening. But I know that, um, that 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 has to be for me, that statement has to be the deplorable moment of this entire scenario and maybe his god there's so much to choose from when you when you pick out of the last three and a half years I just, I, I don't think he was intentionally trying to to do that. I just think he's like a, a child when it comes to science and understanding. You can say, you can so say, just, you can say, dumbass. Paper, we cuss here. It's written on a piece of paper, and he just vomits it out. Like, yeah, that 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 sounds good. <laughs> well, and what's even what's even worse is that okay he asked about putting uv light inside the body which he's a big fan of uv tan beds so i guess he thinks like they're healthy uh, <laughs> except for the eyes except light, for the eyes you know like even if he's misremembering what he read or what was explained to him in a very in, in making it a very basic question it's still something people were going to mock but what's worse is that when people mocked it which you know he should be used to he gets mocked for everything he says his response was ah i was actually being sarcastic just to make you know mess with reporters and see if you would print it which is like, how is that better? That in yeah, the middle but at of the a same, pandemic, at the you're going to openly lie and get people hurt just to like own reporters. But at the same time, his surrogates were out there saying, uh, saying that the the press was taking it out of context. So, like, which is it? Is it sarcasm or is it out of context or is it exactly what the fucking video shows? It's just bad PR yeah. damage control that's not working. What but, upsets? I mean, on, what upset the light of this UV treatment? Uh, I've looked into it because it, it baffled me that it's an actual thing, it, and the reason that we don't know what it is is because it just uh, doesn't work. And it's actually like a little bit reckless to think that you can sit there and for two times a week treat your blood with UV radiation and not expect to have your own blood cells damaged or lost from it. That's called skin cancer, right? <laughs> well, in your blood. <laughs> it just damages the DNA to the point that the blood cell loses function. Whether it be yeah. a, a red blood cell, which good news, those recover in two weeks, but a white blood cell, on the other hand, that is in fact your immune system, which you are trying to boost with and radiation. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, but but that shit's important, right? So their blood, their main <laughs> yeah yeah their your main blood. I think so their main theory that they're working with is that. Viruses and bacteria will uh, absorb the, the UV light faster than your blood cells, which I can kind of understand because some of the cellular walls of uh, bacteria and then the viral envelopes are generally weaker than normal cells, like our, our own cells. But 
it's just it's reckless because you're still irradiating your own bloodstream. Well, yeah, if you're going to ask if Trump is going to ask medical prof- professionals about that, a great time to do it is any time that you're not in front of reporters or cameras. <laughs> yeah, you know all those closed door meetings that we exactly. hear about? That's the time to fucking do this. And does this actually work or can I just can I just go out there and spitball? Yeah, that probably yeah. Not spitball, and then so when, okay. when you're at the po- yeah, when you're at the podium, stick to facts. If they ask you something health related, pass it off to one of the four doctors you have around you. You just said it's, stick to facts, and you were well, talking about that, Donald Trump. All right, that might okay. be the hardest hurdle. That might be the problem is that we're expecting too much. Oh yeah, it's just reckless. Like how much? Like, and I don't know how much this is actually going to lead to people. I know they've said they've gotten calls to uh, poison, poison control. control centers. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is people just being funny and you know like. Kids were kids were eating Tide Pods before. Well, not only that, but after the uh, hydroxychloroquine talk started up way before it was even really being studied, people were eating fucking fish uh, aquarium tablets. So, like, I mean, I don't put it past anybody to it be only, stupid. Motherfuckers right? are, like, packing it only beaches takes one, right now. It only takes one susceptible person for bad medical advice to get someone killed. You know, and that's... The president shouldn't be the one we're worried about. We should be worried about Dr. Phil doing that because that's his job. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Oz, you know, those are good. I think they're the same guy with just different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I don't think so. I I mean, as somebody who's never watched the shows. Yeah. One of them has hair and one of them's bald. (laughs) It's a wig. Has a fucking clear oxycontin problem. My conspiracy of the week. (laughs) That's why he gets two paychecks. All right. So now that we've hashed out the obvious don't fucking inject fucking disinfectants into the human body. Um, don't pay a hundred bucks for UV light when it's not anywhere near proven to work. Let's let's lean into... It hasn't been proven in 75 years. It's not going to get proven. Probably not anytime soon. If, if anything, in... it's going to be the adverse reaction. Let's go forward with... Uh, reopening um lots of states are reopening now and i think zero states have qualified under the white house guidelines for what it takes to re to get to phase one i don't think any state is there yet well Um, fauci fauci openly said that we wouldn't have enough tests to like uh and what the fuck is that the government until the end of this month or the the end of may it it sounds it sounds like Trump now, Mister. At the end of March, we're gonna have five million tests a week available. Uh, is now like we don't need them. What? <laughs> like five million actually, tests a week? That's was it? I'm almost positive that that's what it was. That it was a week, and then that would cover by the end of like fifty-two weeks. That would still only cover like seventy or eighty percent of population something like that that's that that's but the the number is absolutely baffling like clearly we're not there otherwise that would have been news oh yeah absolutely well and the what's concerning to me is it sounds like there's not an effort to get there now well i think trump like did sign something ramping up the speed of the test but even then i think it was more symbolic and that like you really can't is you that, can only make so many so quickly. Same thing with a vaccine. You operation know, you want. Operation Warp Speed sounds cool, but right. if it doesn't actually work, then fuck that. <laughs> like, is that the actual name? Operation yes. Warp Speed. Oh yeah. god, that's so stupid. You're kidding. It fits in. It fits no, in. No, nice I thought you were joking. Work. I do remember reading that. No, no that. Hold oh on. my god. 
I'll find I read it. that, yeah. I'll I thought Google it tied it. into the Space Force, and I forgot that was what he named that <laughs> right. fucking thing. Yeah. You know, of all things where I thought we were finally going to get rid of how cartoonish the American government is right now, I thought a pandemic would have, like, finally serious all of us up. Oh, you didn't You didn't know that there would be political sides to a pandemic? You're, you, underestimate, you underestimate America severely. Partisanship. It's everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. What do you does this spell? What do you guys see going forward? Now we're doing soft openings because Trump really wants to get the country up. He pretty much he's going to go to Arizona. He already said he wants to get back to campaigning. He never really stopped. I mean, he had campaigns a month after he got elected. He campaigns every day for yeah, ninety Twitter. minutes. Well, but like, but we saw the TV daily briefings were driving his numbers down. He needs to get back in front of that crowd so he gets that mojo of people, you know, clapping lock her up. Exactly. Yeah. But my thing is, like, do you think this is going to go well? Do you think the reopening, like, inevitably there will be a second no, wave man. of infection, uh, infections? Right? I can't see we saw how a it's going to go well. We saw a little mini view of it with the protest. There was a spike in infections when they protested. Right. The you problem is, do you think, like, do you think that'll hurt Trump, or do you think they'll spin a narrative about, like, it's a price you have to pay to get the economy going? At this point, I have no idea. That, <laughs> that's easy to no hold on hold on that's easy to say except for everyone who has a family member that dies all of a sudden it's not worth the economy anymore so you can say all you want that this is the cost of 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 getting the economy back online but once people start dying the people around them aren't gonna fucking feel that way anymore and there's a lot of us who already don't feel that way my here's my my thought as far as the cost of the economy is it's very simple. Ask yourself one question. Is your life worth the economy? Because if you can't say that you're willing to die for it, who the fuck are you to say somebody else should? Sorry, but like, yeah. go be a hero. Too, go know, die for the economy if that's what you want to do. But I think th you have an interesting point, Brandon, because like, especially in the rural areas that are just now starting to get hit and that are already, you know, laxing up, um, restrictions before it's even become a problem in their community well, when really people start dying like they're not going to care but they're not going to care the economy's going downhill because like they've been rural areas have been poor their entire life that's a problem with most of this country so yeah, most so of us i don't think the economy going downhill is like, well, all over the interstates yeah if i have to choose between being poor and my family being at risk of dying like fuck i've been poor that's not something new yeah well, and I think that's and the, an the interesting economy point. can recover. I, I don't I don't understand why June. If we wait the till June, is the economy just going to evaporate? Right. Like we yeah. We haven't heard any, the, anybody that, coming out and saying that. You know what? And I'm going to take a really, really fucking unpopular stance here, but I'll tell you exactly why we can't wait until June because small business owners right now and medium-sized business owners are pretending that they're in the pinch that their employees feel on a weekly basis forever. People that work paycheck to paycheck are constantly feeling a pinch of when the next time rent is due, when the next mortgage payment is due, when the next utility bill is due. And right now, there is not money going into those small business bank accounts. That doesn't mean those small business... Some of them will fail. And that, like, that is shitty. I agree. I'm not trying to write that off. But it's small business owners and it's medium-sized business owners and it's corporations... It is business owners that are pushing states to open the economy. And, man, I, like, I don't know. I don't want 
those businesses to fail. I don't think that that's a good thing. But at the same time, I think it's interesting because I think that the poorest um, among us, like to, to Frank's point, that if I'm going to choose my health over being poor and I've been poor, we're p- people that don't ha- own businesses that aren't at that level of income um, probably are set up better for handling this anyway. Honestly, because we've done it before. So I don't know. I feel like what's pushing this economy opening too early is business owners. Um, and maybe I'm wrong, and well, I know that's unpopular. Like I said, well, I'm I don't want to say for their demise. But I'm not going to say you're wrong, wrong, Brandon. I would just like, I would be I would ju- I would just say there's a lobbying already. Right. Yeah. But I want to say there's a caveat to that because I think a lot of the reason small business owners, especially, have been lobbying is because. Just like their employees, <clears throat> they pay rent like food, to, you know, hand to mouth. Yeah. They make money. They turn around and pay rent every month. They don't have, a, you know, if That's they fair. are open for a month, it's just like their employees not getting a paycheck for a month or they're feeling the pinch. Yeah. But they have enough like, you know, pull within the city being like, well, look, I I employ this many people. I make you this much money and pay taxes. Right. I'm going to lean on you to reopen because I have some sway. So I wouldn't blame them. I understand like part of it's coming from a simply they need to eat and they need to feed their family and their employees' families. Yeah, but it's um, hard to watch. <clears throat> it's, it's hard, hard to... to balance public health with the want to make money, you know, because one though, seems a lot more selfish than the other, you know. Here's the problem, though, Frank, and like and I agree with you and I like I preface this with like. I 100% agree with everything you just said. The problem or the difficulty is when you say that they need to eat, but they're make but they're lobbying from very well-to-do suburbs around the city that they're in. It's hard to see them not being able to get that next meal the same way as somebody in the city is not getting their next meal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying and don't feel yeah. bad for them. I'm not saying they should go under. And I'm not I mean, I had to this get dick about it. I and just, I had this thought. Like, it, it, we've we've consistently seen that the communities hit hardest are the minority communities that because the cities were the the hardest hit by COVID, and the minority communities are the ones that have the least access to healthcare, and you know those kind of those kind of things. So I understand, but like, I kind of wonder if those are the people out protesting right now that they weren't getting you know, equal tra- uh, equal treatment from the government or they weren't getting, you know, taken care of. I wonder if the White House would be backing them quite as much as they're backing these, you know, free America Let me protesters. Let's stick on that for a minute because I want to get Jim's input on this too because um, I've been thinking about it all week. We worry, and I think rightfully so, about freedoms being taken away and trampled on. In this scenario of a worldwide pandemic, are our are our freedoms being unreasonably trampled upon right now? As a general statement, no. I'm not saying that there. There's, I'm not saying that there won't be little it. areas. What's that? And there's there's sound reason behind it, and it's not like it's gone forever. Whenever the pandemic goes away, life goes back to normal. Right, and if it doesn't, then you fucking go out and protest, right? Yeah. Like, and and can't we all agree on that? Like, every side of the political spectrum, I would think, um, you there know, would be, like, there would be bonfires in the streets if absolutely. they kept this up after there was no reason to. Like, exactly. there's no reasonable person that, like, nobody that I know that is completely reasonable 
is saying that we need to reopen up because it's an infringement of our rights. Like by definition, sure. It's an infringement of rights, but there's a really good reason for it, man. And it's not like they're doing it without reason. There's very tangible evidence. It's not, but to me, it's not even an infringement of your rights. You have the right to protest, but that right doesn't supersede other laws. Well, you, you, they, the people like during the, the Watts riots or the LA riots or any of those people out there looting, you can't say that, or even out there protesting, if there's a curfew and you're and, and you're out past it, they can lock you up. Local authorities had the right to issue those laws, especially if there's you know responding to an emergency. Well, and if they're doing it for safety reasons, which is what this yeah exactly, is. And, and that's what not... they're supposed to be there for. They're those supposed to be there to protect the public health. And I would ask you this too, which is also going to get a, a a make everybody feel real bad. Um, but I was thinking about it for you know the last several days and i understand what we're used to and i understand what makes america quote unquote great and i understand what freedom means to all of us but constitutionally other than the right to assemble which we still kind of have because like they didn't lock protesters up protesters have been all over the fucking place they're not locking them up for assembling but like so if you want to say like i have the right to be in walmart with more than 10 fucking people i agree um so then other than the right to assemble what rights are being infringed i mean i think that's the only one they're they're leaning on because, because they're getting to say oh, you know what they want to say it's just any anybody that like bangs the libertarian drum all the way to the end of it, they, it there's you you can't infringe on any right whatsoever. It's just it, if right. you do that, then I get it's, that. And typically, like I agree. There, like, there's a, there's I agree. a spectrum of reasoning here, man. Like we gotta we gotta stay within that spectrum. Right. Yeah. And you it's know the what? same reason. It's the same reason people sometimes get off uh, murder cases when it's pretty clear that they probably murdered somebody because you. If you can't prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, the whole system falls apart. It's the same, same thing with it's the this, same like, reason people don't get fucking arrested for trying to like rig elections and shit, you know, because if you can't prove it without a reasonable doubt <laughs> or if you have a justice department that says, fuck it, we're not going to follow the rules. OK, we'll move <laughs> on. We're past that. Um, <laughs> that helps. <laughs> but simpler times wow. simpler times right okay do you guys remember when uh the iran general got killed and we thought we were gonna you know that was a big deal that was january <laughs> right who yeah. four months ago the fuck was that what is that did that was, even really happen i was prepared to say uh good luck to a bunch of friends and family members that are still serving that was literally on the night that we at, thought at that that time, was the end of the show yeah and at the same time yeah. i was like yes i'm not under any sort of obligation to get called back on ready reserve. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, another thing that other than the, the test, we have to have testing to be able to reopen because like, is it, I mean, that's, that is the thing that we need, right? We, we either need, we either need testing the right, or we need Taiwan enough people to get infected. Yeah, right. And Germany also has been successful because they have a shit ton of testing. And well, I mean, I, even like South Korea, I think it's it's testing and it's also a, a huge quarantine they put in place while they got everything sorted out. And they have a little bit more rule. And I think their people there are probably a little more used to being put under strict government, you know, orders. Yeah. 
You know, something else that bothers me, too, about the easing of social distancing too early is it seems like I understand that everybody kind of is just like restless and I'm fucking ready to get out of my house, too. Like, I don't like that my only outings are to the fucking store once a week, Um, you know, but something that makes me nervous uh, or that aggravates me about social distancing is that I feel like it's happening and I feel like this reopen um, is coming because social distancing has been so successful. And so to to go back on that now too early is, A, it's just going to take away all the gains that we've had. And there's on the this, so-called there's peaks this... that we're at, it's not going to be a peak anymore. It'll be a brief valley. Right. And the thing, too, that uh, that I think was an important point that you made in the episode that won't be now um, is, Jim, is that you had said you had asked the question, like, what the what do people think a peak is? And we had made the point that if it takes six weeks to go from 200 cases a day to 300 to 400 to 500 to 600, then it takes six weeks to go from 600 to 500 to 400 to 300 to 200. It's not just it's not the fucking stock market. It doesn't fall based on the president's medical advice. Yeah, the, the curve back down is a, a reverse image of the curve up. Right. So there's this the argument. The only thing that would accelerate the curve back down is if we had a vaccine, which we don't. Right. There's this argument that comes, I think, with the success of social distancing. Um, and it's not just an argument that comes with the success. It's been, I feel like it's being applied more at least in the comment sections that i'm reading um that people are comparing it to a flu again and the thing that aggravates me the one comment that really really bugs me is that i keep seeing over and over again and people will look at the sixty thousand deaths so far from covid and they'll say we have fifty thousand u.s deaths from the flu a year there's a problem right there because you're comparing a year to a month and not only a month, but a month with the most strict social distancing measures in history applied worldwide. It's still killing people as if it was the flu under not quarantine. And guess what? So the flu is also going on right now too, man. So double your number. Yeah. So I just, I just hate that argument because I keep seeing that over and over again. It's the flu. It's the flu. And the, and then they put these statistics up next to each other. And that to me, that's apples and oranges. Those are not comparable numbers because, A, the time limit that you're applying to this equation is not equal. And, like, you're also not accounting variables like, dude, everything was shut down. It's still fucking killing more people than the flu in 12 months. So I don't know, um, but well, but, then COVID is also to have a thought to have a higher infectivity rate where you infect. I don't know what the actual word is. I'm I'm sure it's wrong. Where you infect was, more people typically, like it was R not two. So R not is just the infectivity rate. That's a variable that is used within the epidemiological equation. That. Yeah, but is it is it not true that COVID is more like infectious, or you you tend to infect more people than you would with the flu? Yeah. So the R not of a flu is like one or less than one. It's somewhere between zero and one. Generally, it varies from year to year on its infectivity rate. Mm-hmm. But the 
initial number that they were using for COVID was R R naught of two. And now they're looking at an R naught of six. So for every person that is infected, they infect six people. And then those six people each infect six people. So yeah. now it's not I just don't... your average exponential climb. It's an exponential climb at a factor of six. Yeah, it's right. that pe it's that penny experiment of like doubling a penny every day for a month and you end up with like $20 million at the end of it or whatever. It's amazing how quickly those things grow and once right. you start counting the generations. Yeah. That's the yeah. other thing we're going to – like in order to track this, we not only need more tests. We also need more people. We need task force dedicated to containing the spread. Like that's one of the things that did really well in South Korea Although, you know, maybe with questionable means about tracking their citizens. But when there was an outbreak, they did a very good job of tracking where that person had been, where they likely got it from, who they likely had contact with. And that way they Which were I able to mitigate a lot of the damage. From, from most of the stories that I hear about people that, you know, they just get told to quarantine and not even uh, get a test done. There's no follow up with yeah. them on, uh, you know, no. who you've been in contact with or anything like that. They just like... They they Here's say we're not overwhelmed. We we kind of are a little bit because if we weren't overwhelmed, you wouldn't be telling that person just to shelter in place and then not go out and try to find out who all they'd been in contact with. Like yeah. at the very beginning, we like when it first hit the area, there was a lot of chatter about that because they were actually doing it. Now they haven't been doing that, and I don't know how many weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did I you see know, just no, just as an aside? Sorry, Brandon. Did you see our governor, our ex disgraced governor Greitens of Missouri, um, delivered a bunch of masks to firefighters and like put it on his Instagram and socials, and they turned out to be faulty. <laughs> oh <my laughs> okay, God. I I mean I'm every fucking one of them. You can't everything that guy touches. Totally, just shit. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were gonna tell me that he came out and he was like, "Well, I wouldn't open right now." I was like, "Okay, well, that's cool, but you can't really fucking right. passenger seat you can't drive dictate here. the you can't dictate the rules <laughs> for a team that you're no longer on." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, but no, I'm still glad Greitens is gone. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, dude, Parsons not doing a fucking great job with this, and. I mean, half of the counties are the county that I live in is opening up in a day, and I'm just like, or two, a couple of days, and yeah. It's just, and then my home, my hometown is like schizophrenic. Like, we'll open. No, we won't. Yeah, We're like yeah. What they, is that? <laughs> just the city. I also though have heard that uh, companies that open under are in violation of the of the like county and city orders are doing so uninsured because if they're ordered to be closed the theory then would be that the insurance company if anything were to happen um would be oh, like yeah well, they you wouldn't were, you're not supposed to fucking open, open so yeah. um so this seems like a, a a dangerous game i think yeah, it's, it's we can the same breath of you know like i lit my building on fire now give me my insurance money right yeah acted illegally yeah, it doesn't... If it's under um, illegal act, there's no insurance. So I so I know we haven't faced anything like this in like a century, in a pandemic to this scale. But we have faced smaller scale crisis like uh, Katrina, and you know we've faced disasters well, on a I smaller mean, scale. Com this compare have this to this. Prepared us more. So like, this, well, yeah, but I mean, do you think we? 
like this has the projections to be worse than the swine flu if it goes unchecked, which is the reason why we had a, mm -hmm. a shelter in place. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems very irresponsible to rush back into this. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you two things as far as lifting orders and, and whatever. And this is my, my personal feeling. Um, I'm not willing to play politics with my health or my family's health. Um, and, you know, so like my thought is politicians can say what they want. Um, and, you know, mayors can say what they want. But like, here's the guy I trust, Dr. Fauci. When Fauci seems comfortable, then I'm more apt to be like, okay, I feel comfortable. Um, but until then, I just like, I don't know, man. Oh. We may we may have some problem there because Democrats want him to testify and the White House wants to block that. They're politicizing Here's, him just like they did Mueller, just like they did. I mean, every person that tries to be independent in this yeah, they gets can't dragged just, into the mud. They can't just leave him. They can't just leave him alone. They can't just leave him to his own bipartisanship. No, God forbid they. Yeah, God God forbid you leave a health official alone. He's been there for when did he get in the job in the seventies? Yeah, not only He's that. Been there through, Every but you know, every scandal. Watch and him like, from watch him from the beginning of this pandemic to where we are now. Like this dude is exhausted. He's because he's working all the time. Even go back and watch. Uh, Looks the, like your average president. The day before, or, the, yeah, the only day Trump was uh, inaugurated. He gave a speech to a college, uh, like a surgical college, I think, and he even said, like in 2017. They're gonna have to deal with some unexpected outbreak. It's like it's just gonna happen, and we need to be better prepared for it. Like he has been the a reasonable guy this whole time, but just no one has been listening until now. Cue the QAnon conspiracy theories on that one. Oh, that he exactly. Uh, I like he made the virus. Look at how many different because apparently pathogens. look at how many different novel pathogens we've had since the year two thousand. It's right. like one. Every single year, there's at least something new. Now, obviously, not in the same severity as, you know, exactly. Ebola. And that's what Alex Jones flu, can never. Hard flu, SARS, MERS, and now SARS CoV 2. Like, we're just getting pelted. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, these uh, projects And Camelot, we still are, like, Alex taking Jones. no fucking precautions whatsoever. Like, ah, right. we'll, we'll just wing it. Fuck it. Yeah. Thank God that's over. No more funding for that anymore. Yeah, maybe it'll happen when we have a reality television star in charge of everything. <laughs> Fucking reality TV generation. You get what you ask for. Man, it's just sad. And you know, this whole reopening thing, I'm I'm still going to act like we're under a shelter in place for the next two weeks because I want to see how this plays out. Yep. I, I was in, in a group of cousins or friends or whoever it was that was all hanging out i wasn't the one doing the stupid thing the first go around i always watch somebody else do it right yeah yeah and when i think you can see that in the polling right of like people what what are you willing to return to in the next week and like most people said like i'll return to work because i need money and the government's not going to give us any more stimulus not to the every you know the average person but like the less essential it was, the quickly the bars started to drop of like and, most people aren't going to do it. Most then, people aren't going to go to concerts for the rest of the year. That makes me wonder how closely tied those numbers are because when you look at that list, it was 77% of people said that they were willing to go back to work. But then, 
if you drop down the next highest one i think was haircut and it was like 51 percent. and then if you go down to like bars and restaurants it was at like 30 percent. and there i mean there were tiers in between but, i'm gonna get a haircut oh, when it's safe for me to get a haircut but my hair is right. bad right now so i understand that yeah no, they get a haircut. i'm looking at it it was me the too. uh me too it is an abc news poll and it was a uh, haircut is number two yeah, uh, attend church is like the third most popular. Send child to school is like pretty much tied. Eat at a restaurant, but then at the bottom you have like go bowling, go to a bar, go to the movies, attend a sporting event or a concert is the bare bottom. But then that makes me that makes me asked. wonder if if you look across that spectrum, seventy seven people seventy seven percent of people go back to work, and twenty percent of people are willing to go to your industry. Then what does that does that lead to more layoffs? Because that's yeah, because what what's going to happen is a bunch me. of business, businesses are going to bring a bunch of people back. There's not going to be nearly as many crowds, so they're going to have to start. They're going to have to get real about numbers and be like, "Look, we're not bringing in money. We're going to have to bare bones." And like, so more probably layoffs are not going to get better. Though they might get especially, better for a second, but then they're not going to you know magically heal. I would say especially over the out. next the next four weeks too i think there's gonna yeah. be a lot of people sitting on the sidelines for the next four weeks going yeah let's see what exactly happens i mean because... and you can say that like the most rural america doesn't care but or they're not taking this seriously but i think it'll be different like if you look at the pictures of the grave they're digging on heart island in new york for you know a mass fucking grave for the people that are dying there because they've been the hardest hit that could be any city in this country easily yeah, you know, if, if social distancing isn't in place, so I think people are going to self social distance if so fucking my, Trump my and the governors aren't going to do it themselves. The the day that Parsons talked about reopening, my company sent out an email uh, stating that we're not relaxing our social distancing policies, as well as you know working on skeleton crews and wearing masks whenever we're in the presence of other people. Good. Mine either. I mean, we're we're pretty much keeping the same guidelines. They're bringing back a few people, but we've. I mean, most companies that I think have figured out if they can work from home, it's safer just to do it at this well, point. Well, I they, even they I've, took the pain to set it up and pay for it. They might as well write it out. I've even seen some like really small businesses, like uh, like some old timey toy stores with like only old used toys. I love this place, um, but like. You know, St. Charles said the same thing. We're going to follow the governor's orders and we're going to everybody's open on Monday. And they immediately released something online that was like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're going to wait yeah. and see how this goes. So no one wants to be the business online, that infects a bunch of people. You're done for as a business. At that well, point, and right? how what yeah, if, especially if you're a toy store that infects a bunch of kids, <laughs> like if you're a super spreader right, event well, and it's right. a bunch of kids, you're going to be the villain forever. Well, and again, you run the risk when you open, when you're the first one to open, you open earlier than you're supposed to. You run the risk that what if that second peak that was supposed to show up in September, October shows up in July, August, and you're fucked again in four weeks. And now what? Because you just like you've been screwed since March and now you've reopened and now you're going to take a hit again because something might happen where you have to lay a bunch of people off or shut down or do whatever like i don't know man it just seems risky to do it early I, I, that's the oh, bottom yeah. line like it just seems risky to go too early so yep that's what my wife says every night <laughs> <laughs> the devil's advocate podcast is a product of fever heart productions 
It is created and hosted by Brandon Kondik with engineering by Franklin Everhart. It also features additional contributions by Jim Hillman and Mitchell Hernandez. Original music for this podcast is courtesy of Wacko Swami with an additional score by Jet Black Pope. Follow us on Twitter at TDAPDark and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TDAPDark. If you like this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.